Under the influence of exceptionally low interest rates and their abundant liquidities, as well as low supply, port market in Hong Kong has demonstrated signs of an irrational state of exuberance over the past years. Driven by short-term speculative activities, property prices, particularly of private residential units, are soaring to such a level that it's beyond the affordability. Of many Hong Kong people, including both young people and even professionals, as a result, it has created discontentment among many people and posed risk to the social harmony as well as affecting the stability of Hong Kong financial system. Given the inflexibility housing production to meet the growing demand within a short period of time. The government has introduced a few measures and controls, especially on managing the demand side, but with some waivers given to the Hong Kong permanent residents. After months of deliberations, the Legislative Council has passed the 2012 Stamp Duty Amendment Bill in February, enacting the charge of special stamp duty and buyer stamp duty on certain property. Transactions. The second reading of the 2013 Stamp Duty Amendment Bill, which imposes higher stamp duty charges to most property transactions, will be resumed at the Legislative Council meeting scheduled to be held in mid-July. As a representative of the functional constituency of architectural, surveying, and planning professionals. And have been engaging in the property development business for many years. I understand and support the government's introduction of special short-term measure at this moment to cool down the property market, which has been subject to unhealthy development in the past few years. This allows more time for the government to expedite the production of housing units, while getting the market back on the right track. I believe this is also what many Hong Kong people wish to see. Nevertheless, there are few aspects that I consider needed to be addressed. Firstly, should companies with all shareholders and directors who are Hong Kong permanent residents be exempted from both the buyer stamp duty and the double stamp duty? According to the government. Such proposal is contrary to the policy objective of according priority to the home ownership needs of Hong Kong permanent residents. It would also create loopholes, thereby undermining the effectiveness of the measures. Personally, I have reservations on such arguments, as company wholly owned by Hong Kong permanent residents can purchase properties for self-occupation or investment. Therefore, the only difference is that properties are acquired in the name of a company, but not as an individual, which had always be permissible. Why did the government not consider allowing refund to them subject to the compliance of certain conditions? If the government is worried that this would give rise to short-term speculative activities. The refund could only be applied after holding the acquired property for a certain period, say 
five or even seven years. Moreover, Hong Kong's remarkable economic achievements over the past year hinge much on our commitment to the free market principle. Has the government ever assessed the impact and side effects of such measures on companies engaging in property investment, as well as our long-accepted non-discriminated taxation policy against non-Hong Kong permanent resident investors? Secondly, since all these measures are meant to be short-term, members of the public naturally expect indication from the government. On the determinant factors that could lead to their withdrawal, I agree with the governments that they do not have a crystal ball and cannot accurately predict the market condition in the years ahead, and therefore should not fix a specific date in the bill on which the measures would be withdrawn. However, members of the public should be informed of the indicators. And factor to which the government would make references when conducting review of whether or not the measures should be withdrawn. So why would the government not be prepared to do so? Lastly, no one will deny that current serious shortage of housing supply in Hong Kong is mainly due to the lack of objective forward planning in land and housing supply over the past few years. Like some of the metropolitan cities, Hong Kong has limited land resources, and there is a need to increase land through reclamation and adjustments of existing land uses. To this end, Hong Kong people have to make a choice for a city with more proportion of developable land of higher density. I have long been an advocate for adjustment in development plot ratio. To increase the floor area to help alleviate the tight supply, Jane Jacobs is a well-known for her influence on urban studies, and in her book, *The Death and Life of the Great American Cities*, she points out that density provides critical mass for the functional of a livable, vibrant, and diverse city. City more suitable for people that live and work in them. In contrary to overcrowding, an increase in density in land development could have a positive effect on the quality of life and living environment. It can quickly increase the supply of flats, but it is also relatively easy to implement under stringent social and land conditions. Housing is a necessity to the people. Without a clear long-term housing goal. People will have less confidence and trust in the government, and its ability to keep the property price affordable. The government, therefore, has to give the public and the market a clear blueprint for housing production, as well as a comprehensive housing policy. The housing problem can only be solved by an adequate supply of residential units. To achieve this. It needs us to accept some changes in the proportion of the existing allocation of land among different uses. So the question is, what would be the best proportion acceptable to most of the Hong Kong people?